ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. lift your hands and thank him. I want you to thank him. 
Thank you. Thank him. I want you to thank him for this time and what God is doing and what God is about to do. I believe that it's a great season we are entering and he has included you in something great he's doing. He has included you in this new season. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. Please feel welcome. I want to thank our GSOs for their leadership in the hubs and for the exciting times we are in. I want to thank the GSOs for the, their contribution to the advancement in the work we are doing and also the fact that the fragile leaders under you, the basenta leaders and center leaders under you, can look up, like somebody said, he called his GSO when his generator wasn't working. You know, you, you, you will not know till you live in a house without a father. So I, I want to particularly note the contribution and the important contributions being made by our geniuses. I, I believe that great times are ahead of us just because there are leaders and pastors to look up to. I believe so. And I also want to thank God for the multiplication campaign overseers, the MCOs. I believe that you are already in a very busy season of seeing to the retention of the souls we've had and also establishing them. But I think that you know, you know, the Bible says that there's a time when you must put your hand to this one and not take your hand from this. So there are times in your life you need to do two things and three things. I also bless God for our wonderful and very resourceful movie overseers in the, in the hubs and centers. I believe that a lot of the advances we've made, especially in the COVID era, and whatever little church we had left, post-lockdown, was a result of the great um, involvement of the movie, then telepastors, who are now the movie overseers. I want to thank God for your lives, and I pray that you will not, you will not, um, 
cool down and cool off. And rather let the fire in you burn. Amen. I also want to welcome our new trainee shepherds who are our latest batch of church planters we go to have here. If they can stand up, I want to see them. I want to see the new beautiful. Keep clapping your hands for them. Very powerful. How many do we have here? Can I see the number we have here? Pastor Jerry, can you count them for me? No, um, leave that side for Felix. And you take this. And Lester will take this. Sorry. Here and here. Very good. 12. So that's 30. Beautiful. That's 43. Can you clap your hands for Jesus? And uh, I think that for those of you who are standing, I want to say that you are very welcome. And I mean it. Uh, Is the chair breaking? Uh, Your chain. A small bag to carry chains around and all these things. You know. So I want to I want to say to you that um, you are standing here today almost as recruits. You know, you are recruits. And uh, I am particularly happy to see some of you standing here, some of you, you know, especially you. You know, and uh Many years ago, about 35 years ago, I also stood up like this as a very young pastor, uh, I mean, as a trainee, fellowship shepherd, being groomed for ministry. And over 30 years after, God has certainly done great things. So I want you to know that there is nothing about you now that looks like how you are going to be in future. Nothing about you. The future ahead of you cannot be detected when we see you. Like that young, ruddy, hairy boy called David. If you saw him, you know, this guy was a giant killer. You know, but I want to tell you by the determined counsel of God that there is a great future ahead of you. Yeah. That some of you are going to stand among bishops. When they call prophets, you'll be called. When they call evangelists, you'll be there. When they call lady pastors, lady reverends, episcopal sisters, you are going to be called. Listen to me. I am excited to see you in your smallest state. And my greatest joy will be to see you grow to become trees bearing fruits with birds nestling on your branches. I believe that some of you are going to pastor big churches. Some of you are going to join the ranks of anointed lady pastors and women who have done ministry.
the women sitting down, your GSOs, your MCOs, the movie of ACS are tested, time-tested leaders. And I believe that the ladies who are standing will join their ranks and move the church forward in a very amazing way. So you are welcome. All I would, my, my, my only advice to you to help you to do well is to obey. Just obey. Just do what you are told. The Bible says the commandments of God are not grievous. You know, try to do what you are told to do. That's it. And as you do it, as you obey, great power will accompany you. Great grace will accompany you. So I want to welcome you. This meeting I'm having is the most important meeting I will have today. The most important preaching in the microphone. It's not this morning service. It's not any meeting I've had. This is the most important meeting. And I'm happy that you are privileged to be a part of it. So, I want to set the ball rolling by reading, please be seated now, Acts chapter 14, verse 15. Acts chapter 14, verse 15. Let's read verse 16. 15 is not very. Verse 16. That's 16 says, Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways? Nevertheless, talking about God, he left not himself without witness. He left not himself without witness. In that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. I'll repeat verse 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food. (laughs) and gladness. What a verse. You can underline it. This is the scripture I am introducing this school to. Because this is a school. And in this verse, you see the acts 
and the works of God. We see that he gives food. Have you eaten today? How many of you ate yesterday? Some food entered your stomach yesterday. Beautiful. You're not fasting. Beautiful. How many of you have experienced rain, rain, rainfall, rainfall? You've seen rain. Some raindrops have touched you. Yeah. So, because God gave us rain from heaven. Is there? 1417. He gave us rain from heaven. Say rain from heaven. Rain from heaven. Yes. Is there anybody here who has been glad in recent times? You've been happy in recent times. You've had, you've smiled. Like you, for instance, uh, what's your name? Uh, Michael's wife. Is it Michael's wife? Oh, you look like Michael's wife. That's why I said. Oh, then I must find a beloved for you immediately. Yes. Agency. This is an emergency. Uh, where are the guys with our beloveds? One, two, three, six, seven. Guys without beloveds, I'm looking for you. Oh, there's one by her. Sorry. He's your pastor. Nonsense. He's your pastor. You want to marry your DC? See me after the meeting. He's my pastor. You want to marry your DC? He's my pastor. Say he's my pastor. I can't hear you. Say he's my pastor. pastor. You are spoiling the school already. Is there anybody who has been glad in recent times? You ate some food and you were glad. You saw something made you happy. Oh, right now you are glad. Wow. Because somebody has just got a beloved. Glory to God. It's an early goal. Too early. It's too early. Yeah. We just passed the ball. How, how did the ball leave the center to the goal? 20 seconds. Record. Ladies and gentlemen. The same God who makes us glad. Who gives us rain. Who gives us food to eat. Who nourishes us. Who waters us. Also gives us fruitful seasons. That there is a season. He expects fruits. It doesn't pour rain for nothing. This church is a very beautiful church. You should have seen yesterday, Archbishop came here. He was shocked at the type of church we had in this forest. I can't say much. You should ask around. We've enjoyed a beautiful church. We've experienced the power of God. There have been healings, miracles, testimonies. The works of God are abundant here. We receive messages. God's word comes to us. And many other blessings. Why do you think God is doing this?
Acts 14, 17. When he gives you food, he makes you glad and gives you rain. That blessing complex, that complex of blessings also has within it fruitful seasons. So we have a responsibility as he schedules rain and schedules gladness and schedules food. We also must schedule seasons of fruitfulness in his work. It's not appropriate to only eat and enjoy the rain. It's not right. Apparently, these things he gives us are investments. The food he gave you. Achi, the wife he gave you. Achi, Achi, the wife he gave you. The wife he gave you. It's an investment. And, and, and you see it. Isaiah talks about it. Um, 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 Luke talks about it. He, he always comes. John, he comes and see, is there fruit on the tree? I watered it. I gave it food. Are there fruits? So remember that fruitful seasons must also be scheduled. If there's any church enjoying food and rain and gladness, if they say there's a church, they are enjoying God's rain, God's food, God's gladness. There's a church. But how come we can't see fruitful seasons? A season where you can actually come to the tree and see fruits. I am very happy that God has guided me and anointed me to schedule this season of fruitfulness. Not the season of maintenance. By God's grace, we've maintained a beautiful church. But we are believing God that in the month of June, God willing, we'll have a new wave of church planting in this cathedral. A new wave of church planting in this cathedral. And on this maiden session, I want to talk to you about something very necessary. You know, I believe in foundations. It's difficult for me to just do things. I always think foundations. And the foundation, I know I, I, those civil, is a civil engineer here. Do we have one here? But it's a civil engineer here. I, I, I learned in recent time. I, I thought that all buildings must have 
concrete and iron rods and sand and stones as foundation, which is what we all have. But recently I was looking at some houses they are building in Netherlands. You know, that, that's a very, they don't have land. So they are building some houses. Uh, I don't know whether it's on, I would like to call it the sea or a river. Some, uh, you know, houses, real houses, architect. I mean, not boats. You know, houses. When you step out, you are in the water. You know, with basement. When you're in the basement, you see fish all around you. And, and, and the foundation was not sand and stone. The houses were on some material they had used as, as the foundation. You know, I'm not talking about the um, what's the name? Uh, no, Zulezu. What is it, Zulezu? Uh, Palm Jumeirah in Dubai. Is it Palm Jumeirah? What's the name? Eh? Is, it, is, it, is it the right name? Is it Palm Jumeirah? That's, sorry. Palm, so it's Palm. Palm Jumeirah, yes. They, those houses are built on concrete, sandstone, because the, the sea was filled with sand. So the houses are on, like, with concrete, basement concrete, you know, piles. Yeah. But, but this Dutch thing, the houses are not on concrete. They can be piles. They, they, they've driven some, yeah. So, so, so that's different from concrete and iron rods and also. Timber that they drive, yeah, like in Zulenzu. Like, uh, so, so that's how, yeah, yeah. Yes, no go steel, yeah. So, but I learned that there are different foundations, you know, different depending on the building, you know. So, today, I'm not talking about prayer. But I'm talking about an important foundation which is found in this book, Church Growth. And it's a foundation called Relationships. Relationships. Relationships, that is, relating with someone, is a master key for ministry. Relationships. And nothing excites me more than seeing MCOs sitting by their church planters and GSOs sitting with their guys and girls. For this season of fruitfulness to become real, 
we need to talk about relationships. So there's a section in this book called Church Growth and Relationships. And I'm going to be teaching you from this today. And it is a necessary and a veritable foundation without which whatever we are doing will only go up in smoke. Mark 3.14. Mark 3.14. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him that they should be with him. That they should be with him. This is the wisdom of Jesus. And that he might send them forth to preach. This is the wisdom of Jesus. He ordained twelve. And the first thing he did was that they, the, 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 the recruits, the young disciples, he ordained them that they should be with him. And then he might send them forth. The young men and women sitting by you today are not my disciples. I am just an invited preacher for tonight. You selected them. Are you with him or with her? With her, yes. Have we met before? What's your name? Yes. I, I, I don't know you. If I had met you in a trotro, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for you. I wouldn't pay, 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 pay your uh, lawyer fare. I don't know you. I've never met you before. She ordained you. And the ultimate aim for this relationship is that one day she will send you. But something major must happen between the ordination and the sending. And that is a season of a relationship. How to relate and be together. I want to assure you, and I give you this assurance because I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. If you do not develop a relationship 
with the young man or young woman sitting by you. If you do not develop a relationship, you will fail. And, mommy, when you fail, you will not be happy. You will lose interest in the relationship, in the ministry. Nobody enjoys failure. So, don't do the ministry in such a way that you will fail. Because in this Mark 3, he selected them to be with him. And that he might send them. And how do we know? He sent them in Luke 10. Was their mission successful? Their mission was successful. So the success of the ministry depends on the integrity of the relationship between the mentor and the protege. The disciple and the leader. You young ladies and young men, you recruits, the recruits sitting here, I have news for you. You will not amount to anything in the ministry if you do not make the pursuit of a relationship with the GSO, MCO, and the uh, movie overseer session by you. If you don't pursue them to relate with them, you will never have anything in the ministry. You will fail. Your success depends on the relationship you have with the person sitting by you. And I'm saying this because if I don't teach you this, the only time you will be together will be the Sunday evening you are sitting by each other. Yes. And that is not the prerequisite for ministry. The people who are sent are people who have been in a relationship with their leader. In this church, the leaders and pastors who are close to me do well. Without ambiguity. There's no discussion. I see it and my eyes glow. So that's my girl. That's my boy. I am yet, and I've not gone far in ministry, I'm yet to find any pastor under me who is far from me, who has done well. Because scripture must be fulfilled. To do well, you must have a relationship. So I am not looking for a relationship with you. I don't need it. The person you must relate with is the one who chose you. That word ordained means he chose 12 people. And the people who are chosen 
must understand that they have a responsibility to be with the person who chose them. You are listening to a pastor who is very experienced. I am super experienced. I I, I can tell you 10 ways to fail in ministry because I've failed many times. So when I see this, the only thing you do is to remind me of my failures. (laughs) The only thing you do... As I'm looking at, as I look at you now, when I stood here, I just remembered many such meetings which failed. And I said, this is likely to be one of them. But the Lord said, those ones which failed, failed because necessary conditions for ministry were not respected. Don't look forward to praying. Stop it. Don't look forward to reading your Bible. It's not your prayer that will make you do well in the ministry. It's not your Bible study. It is your prayer with your master that makes you great. Praying alone will take you nowhere. The disciples who did well, they prayed with. The disciples who did well, they studied the word of God with. Asking questions. Asking questions. Master, teach us to pray. <laughs> if I leave you, stand up. If I say go and pray, do you even know what, what, how to pray? Do you know how to pray? What are you going to pray about? What do you know about prayer? To want to go and pray where? Without this woman. Did she choose you? Are you? Without her. This one. Without her, don't attempt to pray. You will only know how to pray if you pray with her. And pray with her. And pray with her. And pray with, I said, wait for her. Then one day when you are left on your own, because you have been schooled and trained, you stand on your own. Like Peter stood in Acts. And prayed. Lord behold their threatenings. And grant thy servants. That with all boldness. He prayed that prayer. But before Peter stood alone. He had been praying with Jesus. Don't look forward to praying alone. Look forward to praying. With. I expect the woman. Or the man who chose you. To schedule times of prayer. With you. That is why in the Old Testament, when 
priests have their sons. We saw it in Numbers 18 verse 7. Numbers 18 verse 7. He said, look at it, look at it in English. He said, Numbers, the, 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 the English standard version says, and you and your sons with you shall guard your priesthood. If you were writing a signboard for your ministry, you wouldn't say Eva and daughters. You will say Lester and son. You will not say Elijah and sons. You will say Walter and son. You will say Walter and sons with him. With him. The sons who do well in ministry are the sons who are not just... You can't be a son. There are people with children who are far afield. Many of you here haven't lived with your father before. At least five of you here don't know your father. If you met your father in a church, he won't pay for you. It's not enough to be a son. You must be a son with. Paul said, as a son with the father. Kai. Maybe you have not seen that verse. Turn the Bibles. Jesus, help me. Let me be calm. I'm getting worked up. Madiagada baba zika baba. Stamondilimo sandala baba. He has served with me. He has served with me as a son. Mashota Philippians 3. Philippians 2, sorry. 22. Philippians 2, 2, 2. But ye know the proof of him. And he was talking about Timotheus. Timotheus. Who we now know as Timothy. 22 say, but ye know the proof of him. That as a son with the father, he has served with me in the gospel. It's not Chike and Sons. It's what? Chike and Sons with him. Mommy, have you seen the verse? Two to two. As a son with, not as bastard walking around. Mommy, we have raised bastards in the church. If the hundred plus center leaders we have in this church, if they had been raised to be with the original heads, this church will have different fortunes. There is something about a young man who has grown with his father and a young man who has grown up with his grandmother. They are two different human beings. So, but you know the proof. There's a proof. Sons who are with their fathers have proofs 
when you see me, you know that I've been with my father. When they saw Acts 4, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and seeing that they were ignorant and unlearned men, they knew they had been with Jesus. So ministry is not about being in the university. We don't use university to do ministry. We don't use medical degree. Please stop it. We don't use law. Those who do well in ministry are not lawyers. They just happen to be lawyers. But at the base of their success is their bond and interaction they have had. The unquestionable link with their father. When they saw them and they realized that they were ignorant and unlearned, unschooled, fishermen, they knew that they had been with Jesus. So, who you have been with matters. Ha! I said, who you have been with. When we see you, we, we ask, when David was 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 successful at slaying Goliath. The only question Saul asked him was, whose son are you? You've been with somebody. I mean, it's not possible to do this. You can't do this. You've been with somebody. The girl sitting by you. The guy sitting by you. It's not meant to be related with on Sunday evenings. Otherwise, there will be no proofs. Did you bring him? You don't sit by him on Sunday evening. You must be with him on Monday. Take him for outreach on Wednesday. Bring him for such service together. And as you are walking, you are talking. That's how Elisha became anointed. He walked and talked. And as soon as they walked and talked, the chariot appeared. As they walked and talked, the chariot appeared. The same verse. No chariot appears when there's no walking and talking. Nothing supernatural appears. Nothing supernatural. When you've not walked and talked with an anointed man, you show only natural things. Many of you in this church, a lot of the work center leaders have done, we smokers can do it. I've always maintained that if you give a white, godless man smoking, the mega church. He will use the principles in it to build the church. But with the principles. Use it. But you know the proof of him. I mean, Timothy had proofs, but he qualified, he said, as a son. We don't need sons. We don't need sons. Ministry is not done 
with sons and daughters. Ministry is done with sons with their fathers. If you can't be with me, you can't advance. If you don't look forward to Tuesday to be with me, just be with me. You must, you, you must like me to be with me. Otherwise, nothing will drop on you. Is that you know the proof of him. May you have proofs. Is this your girl? Is this your girl? May she have proofs. And the basis for the proofs will be the association with you. If you come to, to meetings with her to sit by you only on Sunday evenings and you part company, no communication, no call, no chatting, no going out to visit with, no praying with, no spending time with, no sending her a message to listen for her to give. It is, it is, and he ordained 12 that they might be with him. I don't know how to say it. We've sent bastards. A bastard is a human being. You may not know, I don't know how which definition is in the Oxford. But what I'm telling you, I'm telling you that a bastard has a father. He must have had a father. Which sperm produced him? A bastard has a father. The difference between a bastard and a son is the relationship. If June will be successful, it will be on the back of interactions, fellowshipping, walking, talking, sharing. And interestingly, as you do that, you yourself as the mother, you grow. And you and your sons with you shall guard your priesthood for all that concerns the altar and that is within the veil. And you shall serve your sons with you. I said the signboard on your ministry shop should not be Walter and sons. It should be Walter and what? Sons with him. Why relationships will lead to church growth? You can open now. Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. That's the first word I'm dropping here. Is that there must be friendship. Most of you here, the people sitting by you are strangers to you. 
But do I look like a child? There must be at least four people here who don't know the, the said name of the person sitting by them. You only know him as Fred. Mason is his name. Before iron will sharpen iron, there must be friendship. Is there? No, please read it. Iron sharpeneth iron. So that a man sharpen the countenance of his what? Friend. Friend. Without friendship, you have nothing to offer the person. Henceforth, I call you not servants, but I call you what? Friends. That is how we are able to get Peter to stand in the midst of the twelve. That's how we could get John to have revelations of Jesus. When John had the revelation, when he saw Jesus, he saw him. When Mary heard the voice of Jesus, ah, there's an anointing here. When Mary heard the voice of Jesus, he was masquerading as a gardener. He was holding a rake in front of the tomb. The man who stood there, he was a gardener, but he was Jesus. Mary never recognized him because he was holding a rake with boots. And was uh, was 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 tra- uh, appeared to be tending the plants, but when he spoke and said, "Mary," she said, "Rabboni, the other one. I know your voice. I know your voice. You are this is Jesus. You are deceiving me. You are Jesus, Rabboni. You are Jesus." Katashata. That some of you don't even know Holy Spirit I thank you you don't know where this guy stays before I married my wife I knew her mother's name I knew her mother's name. I knew everything. Mention her mother's name. Mention her mother's name. What's her mother's name? So, yes, you don't know her mother's name. That's why you can never give birth with her. The relationships that give birth are intimate marital relationships. You should have met her mother before bringing her here. What if we close at 12 midnight? So, so we, we, we do ministry with strangers. Strangers. Remember, iron sharpened iron, not metal. There are different types of metal. But iron 
will only sharpen iron because there must be commonality. There must, we must be on the same pedestal. I look at your face, you look at my face. So he even mentioned a man's countenance. You see, to see your countenance, you must be at the same level. Bring that little boy up to your level and relate with him properly. Don't make him your house boy. Watch him your car in your house. And you have brought him here as your colleague in ministry. Peter, taxi rank. Yes. That's how you have saved this number. Peter, taxi rank. (laughs) Plumber. George, plumber. Mavis, Fulani Center. Richard into bracket small boy. <laughs> Richard into bracket small boy. Never will. Say, for, for you to sharpen his countenance, he must be a friend. He called them friends. Real fruitfulness. When a man has sex, but his house help is scandalous. Your house help is in the house for you to sleep with her. When a madame sleeps with her driver, it's scandalous. The people we sleep with are our friends. The relationship that gives birth to children, members, a church, a center, is not a master-servant relationship. It's friend-friend relationship. Number one, you must have friendships, associations, and relationships and connections with other ministers of God. Every minister and every relationship is a joint that supplies something to your life. And these little boys and girls, Ephesians 4.15 must have joints Established joints from which every joint, Ephesians 4.15, from which every joint supplies. Kagadamo katiaba. For there to be a joint, a bone must interface with a bone. A bone doesn't interface with a muscle. For there to be a joint. Bone to bone. Bone to bone. If you think you've brought your driver here, <laughs> or your house boy, or your some house help, you have brought him here, and you have brought him here as your church planter, 
<laughs> Ephesians 4, read it. Ephesians 4, 16, read it, my dear. From the, the, the New King James, yes. From whom? The whole body. Joined and knit together. By what? Every joint supplies. So, 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 the first thing about relationships is that, you see, you need joints for there to be a supply. The failure, what's her name? The failure of Nadia will be an indictment on you. It means, and you have been very successful. The first day I entered Adenta Sunday, I remember, about 14, 15 years ago, I noticed you in the choir. You've been faithful all through. How come Nadia will disappear in two months? It will be because you failed to supply. And you failed because you established a joint and nerve a joint, a, a bone and blood, blood vessel joint. There can't be a joint between a bone and a blood vessel or a bone and a nerve or a bone and a tendon. We don't call it a joint. A bone to bone. And the body is made compact. So your, your, your first responsibility is to convert this house girl into a friend. <laughs> oh, yes. Convert her. Make her your friend. Don't bring her here sitting by you writing Even You should be interested in what she's writing. You'll be surprised that she cannot even spell joint. She has written J-N-T-O-I. Gentoi. These young boys need someone to connect to. Don't let them just hang around you. You just send them, give them five grand, go and do outreach and bring them the report. Take pictures and let me see their faces and so Join. Walk. Number two. You must have friends and relationships in the ministry because these relationships will give you knowledge you do not have. Malagodaba. Gadima kupakata. Until these guys become friends with you, there is a certain knowledge about them you will never have. Knowledge about even human behavior you will never have. Because there's a way we can all be nice, nice, and you know, put up appearances. How will you know? Is this your boy? Is your boy? How will you know if this boy is struggling with pornography? How will you know? She will never open up and tell you anything till there is friendship. Till there is friendship. 
And you will know that at the base of failure in ministry is a sin unrecognized. At the base of persistent, intractable failure in ministry is a sin. Dormant, latent, and unrecognized. There's a knowledge. When you relate, these guys will have knowledge. Is there? Number two, is there? You must have friends and relationships in the ministry because these relationships will give you knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. These guys can only do well if they know certain things. And that knowledge can only be passed on by you. By you directly. And very little master-servant relationship has got transfer of knowledge. Because most servants insult their masters anyway. And you can never have something you attack. When these guys are starting their center, when you, you pastor your center for six weeks and you hand over the center to them, what will they do? They need knowledge. Water doesn't flow upwards. There's a lot you will learn from the girls sitting by you. They have not come into your life for you to just lead them. You yourself as a GSO, there's a lot to learn from him. A lot of your personal leprosy will go if you relate well with these people. For he himself knew what he will do. The experience they need can only come when they walk with you as a friend. When they get to a junction in ministry, they must remember what they were taught. They must remember how you did it when you also experienced a similar thing. And without a relationship, it will never, they will ne- nothing will be passed on to them. You must have friendships, number three. You must have friendships and relationships because they stir you up for greater works in the Lord. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and then to good works. Hebrews 10, 24. In English. When you relate, you provoke first to love. And then to good works. Love comes first. As you relate, you stir up admiration. Because every GSO here in this church is great. There is no GSO, MCO, or movie who is, who is, who, who is, who has been untested. Every single one of you is great. And you must stir up admiration in them. And 
that admiration will only be stirred up when you have a relationship. When they get close and they see your greatness. I told you the story of the young man, of the father and the son. It's okay. I told you the story of the father with the son who saw the, um, the, the, the aeroplane in the sky. The boy said, oh, this aeroplane is, is, is like a matchbox. It's like a little box. And the father, the following day, took the boy to the airport. The son, how big is this? And the boy asked, is it the same one we saw in the, in the sky? He said, it's the same thing. He said, but why is it big? He said, it's big because we are standing close to it. If you keep this boy close to you, he will see your greatness and admire you. And he himself will be provoked. If you keep them far, they won't see anointing. They won't see graces. You are carriers of graces, Victoria. But he would, if you stay afar from them, they will only see a matchbox. We are going to do greater works. I said, we are going to do greater works. And those greater works must be stirred up. And they, they are stirred up, is there. When we bond, when we relate, we stir. There is admiration. Bring them close. Don't keep them away. And text instructions to them. Be with them. Walk with them. Talk with them. And it came to pass. Second Kings 2, verse 11. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, of course, with a mantle dropping from above. They went on and talked. Transfer comes when you walk and talk. You walk and talk. You walk and talk. Don't sit here by her on Sunday evenings as if you are bonding. Number four. You must have friends who will tell you the truth in love. Abakudaba. Makashiaka. Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the truth in love. What are, I mean, how can we do well in ministry if we don't hear the truth? These young boys and girls must hear the truth. They need someone to tell them your English is bad. They need someone to tell them you are canal. They need someone to tell them this friend of yours will help you. Without that truth, they are headed for an explosion. And how can you tell them the truth? How? How can you rebuild them? I mean, how can you do ministry and no one rebukes you? But rebuke, corrections, and unpleasant truths, 
only flow in the milieu of love. Whom I love, I rebuke. So if there is no love relationship, if there is no love, you can't speak the truth. Most of you are sitting by total strangers. Some of whom must be told that they must bath because they're not smelling nicely. Yes. Yes. And you can't just meet someone and say, you must bath. No. You must have related with the person in a certain way to open the channels of communication enough. The aperture of the channels must be widened enough to take certain bulky statements. Some of them, you won't believe it. Some of the people sitting by you <laughs> need to be born again. <laughs> I'm telling you in English. But you cannot look at somebody and say, you are not born again. You must have been friends. You must be friends. Because there's something you can tell somebody. You are breaking the relationship forever. Whom I love, I chastise. Where there is no love, rebuke only serves to destroy the relationship. Ah, I went to, I went to Nanabrago this morning. She was in here. Blast in the preaching. Live. I was streaming live. People were watching from Canada, Australia, Nigeria. Live. I said, well, you can come and stand at the church with ties. This dress is short. I don't like it. But it's Nanabrago I can talk to. If you wore that dress, I would rather say you are looking beautiful. I'm telling you in English. The boldness for me to, to, me to tell you that your dress is short, never. I must have a relationship with you. And I have a relationship with her. If I was close to some of you, there are some wigs you would never wear. Yeah, because nobody has the boldness to tell you that. When you wear this wig, you look like a charcoal seller at the Medina gate. There's a woman there, and Yaya or something, behind the gate. Just by the gate, Medina, main gate, behind there. That's the wig she wears. And you wear it to church on Sundays. But who, who are we to say that it's not nice? Let me move away, because I'm being tempted. Truth must be spoken in love. In love. Say in love. love. Say truth in love. love. But when I see them. (laughs) Ma, how are you doing, ma? God bless you, ma. That's a nice dress. Who made this? Oh, wow. How are the the kids? But I'm going to go to the next girl. And I say, if you look like a witch... Clean your face now. Meanwhile, you are a senior witch. I just passed by. But I can never talk. I said, truth in love. For these guys to be good pastors, they need somebody who is a father, a mother, a friend to speak the truth in love. And he ordained 12. 
they should be with him. And here, faces, tell some of them they were devils. Tell some of them they are not spiritual. Shut up some of them. Warn some of them. So when they stand out in the marketplace, they look like giants, but they have been flagellated in secret. Are you learning something? Are you learning something? I'm ending. Number five. You must have associations in the ministry. Many blessings come by being associated with other blessed people. Genesis 30, 27. And Laban said to him, I pray, if I have found favor in your eyes, please don't go. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Laban was blessing this guy. Don't go. Don't part from me. Because it is when we are close that something flows. Something flows. Don't go. Jacob wanted to leave. I need to move on. I beg you. No matter if there's money I must pay, please stay with me. Because I have been blessed just by being connected to you. These young boys and girls, their blessings in ministry will be, should be traceable to you. I'm moving around. As I walk about, I see their faces. Some of the faces, most of them are hopeless faces. Some of them, I, don't, I cannot even imagine them preaching. I, mean, I can't even imagine them standing to share something. I don't even know how, I, I was talking to a girl this afternoon. As I was talking to her, asking her a question, then she, she was just uh, scratching her bottle. A girl. Right, this, here, 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 here. Here. They don't know what is right. And if you look at her underwear, it's been three days. Because it's not here, period. Who will say it? When will a blessing flow? When will she stand as a neat, beautiful girl like Kathy or uh, what is her name? Uh, what's your name? Uh, Caroline. And th- I mean, th- th- these are beautiful girls. Beautiful. But when I look at you people, you look like apprentices. I mean, I mean, I mean the house helps and the house boy. Jima Glass. But by association, you are transformed. They knew that they had been with Jesus. They knew that it cannot be that these guys will do this. They must have seen Jesus do it. I'm ending, please. Last one. You must have friendships, associations, relationships, affiliations, and connections with other ministers of God to avoid isolation. 1 Corinthians 12, 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. It's an eye. A doctor here will tell you. The tissues that make up the eye 
are totally different from the tissues that make up the hand. But the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. For the eye to function, it needs the hand. For the hand to function, it needs the eye. I can take you through seven ways the eye needs the hand. Jesus, to function. Eye, the eye to see, it, can, it needs the hand. And for the hand to be deployed as a prehensile limb, it needs the eye. Isolation, being isolated, being alone, being cut off, is, it, is, it is the harbinger of barrenness. The what? Harbinger. Spell it. Never be isolated. Somebody must be by you. He said, the eye. You can, I can never say I don't need you. Akofa needs me. I need Akofa. What are you? What's your name? What work do you do? You are a student. You've not sold granite before. You've not sold granite before. Okay. I need you. I don't know where I'm going to meet you. I need you. I even need you in this church. You may be the first center leader to pastor a 50-member church. I need you. For me to do well, I need you. And you also need me. That is why we must have a relationship. So that the eye can never say to the hand, I don't. That, that sentence, I don't need you, is, a, is the statement of, of an ignorant imbecile an imbecile somebody whose mind doesn't work well an idiot whenever you hear somebody says you don't need me and i don't need you you are looking at an unintelligent person so that's why in life we make the effort to maintain relationships when i meet people who have been in good relationships and have successfully broken away I see that this person is not intelligent. Many times, I have pitied the people in their lives. There are people in church. When I see them, I'm sorry for them. Because what is ahead? It's not a good thing. I need you. You need me. You need her. She needs you. So a relationship is important to prevent isolation. Because her isolation is also sometimes equal to her being devoured by the lions. Some of these guys sitting here by you, in a year's time, we won't find them. Some of the, these people. But for this message, but for this message, some of these guys would have been lost because the, the animals that are eaten are always the animals that stray away. But when there's a bond... When there is a mother, son, friend, friend, whatever bond, it pulls you to the side and never allows the enemy to lick you out of your relationship. I pray today that the person sitting by you who brought you here will have maternal instincts, will have pastoral instincts, will have let down reflexes for something to flow. May there be 
a bond, a relationship, an interaction, a genuine relationship that leads to fruitfulness. Lift up your hands and let's close. Lift your hands and pray. 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 Without this, we shouldn't meet again. If there's no relationship, if there's no mentorship, if there's no bond, I prefer to channel my energy to do something else, to within a farm. That we meeting you to talk to you. Whatever success we will have will be based on the friendships that are forged between you and your disciple. Lift your hands and pray. There's no prayer topic anymore. There's no prayer topic. The only prayer topic is what you feel you must pray about. And I leave you to pray. Makotaya. Maziatakaba. Rakat Kabalada Malazibo Kadima Handalaba. Lift your hands and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your GSO. Pray for your trainee. Pray that a bond will begin to form now. 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 Maka Dibagaba. There can be no fruitfulness with strangers in a relationship. They walk and they talk. They sit and they dine. They relate. They, they have experiences together. Ah, when the storm broke in the boat, Jesus saw it. Peter saw it. There is nothing like shared experiences as they walked and they talked. Makadima Zandalaba. Rama Ma. Lift your hands and pray. The Father, give me a burden to relate. We are not. We are at, our first assignment is not to preach. Our first assignment is not even to pray. Our first assignment is not even to just read books. Our first assignment is not to do outreaches. Our first assignment is to forge bonds. 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 Pray, lift up your voice and pray tonight. Rabba Satakatawa, Rika Doya Mamma Mamma, Sadaya Balababe, 
rekato yamanda ya baba 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 lekata ya banderi ebede bede bede bebe mianola lemanola rakuda ya mama mama rikanda ya bala bala ya baba baba meriedel yin ande ya mama andi ya mama tokata ya badien etmenia libliano ketebedi enime rebanda ya bada suda bada katadaya lemando kataya badia debede ramia godada remandia dada remandada biana masoka taya baba rimasoka tadali bebe remama mama masoka tia dada ba hendala mama mama shoda kata likatoda lematoda baya baba ba rimandola toya mama finally tonight i want us to pray for a spirit of anakazo to fall upon us a spirit of endurance and hardness hallelujah a spirit of endurance that we will not be softies in the ministry many of us are launching out to start churches you want to pray that lord may i go out with a spirit of anakazo a spirit that refuses to be subdued a spirit that doesn't say no until it has achieved what it wants to achieve A spirit that doesn't back down. A spirit that doesn't give respect to demonic activity and demonic opposition. You want to say, Lord, grant me a spirit of anakazu that overcomes. That I will overcome every obstacle, Lord. That the church that you have ordained for me to plant, I will plant and it will flourish. It will be established. It will do well. Pray that, Lord, grant me a spirit of, of anakazu to overcome myself. To overcome my challenges, to overcome my financial challenges, to overcome my educational level challenges, to overcome my temperamental challenges, to overcome my marital challenges, to overcome my relationship challenges, to overcome my workplace challenges, and plant a church, plant a church, establish a flourishing church, Lord. Lift up your voice tonight and pray finally. Rako Sandaya Somebody is receiving the strength of an ox in the spirit. Pray for a spirit of an akazo to fall upon you. Father, tonight we bless you. We thank you for what you have begun in our lives. May you who has begun a great work bring it to a complete end. Bring it to completion. We pray, Lord, we ask for your help. Without your help, we can do nothing. We ask for your spirit to go with us, Lord, as we step out to confront the frontiers of Satan. And to roll back the gates of hell. May the gates of hell not prevail against the work that you have sent us to do, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen.